0: Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. It goes by many names, whether you call it urban farming, vertical farming, container farming. Really, it all has to do with controlled growing environments that are closer to customers and use fewer inputs than traditional or industrial farming. It's a moment, and unfortunately it's having a hiccup. I got got a dog in this fight. Let me explain. For several years, I worked in the produce department of a large grocery chain here in the upper Midwest ended up being an assistant produce manager um, of one of their busiest stores in the whole chain. It was a real eye opener. We would get produce from all over the place and at the height in the middle of COVID. And I'm not even making this up. We got um, lemons from South Africa. We got stuff from all over the world. And what people don't understand, really, is depending on the time of year, you've got different countries that grow different crops that export to the United States that end up on your shelf. If you're eating blueberries in the middle of the winter, I guarantee you they didn't come from Maine. Matter of fact, chances are they came from Mexico, Peru, Chile. They did. Let me start with a little fact with all that transportation. And we were having some drama as California was having drought. And the one thing that I saw in getting this piece together, and I want to read it, I want to find this right quick, because they quoted, uh, Deloitte did a study, uh, the accounting and consulting giant, and they estimate that this long, convoluted, Uh, supply chain of getting fruits and vegetables to a grocery store near you. That agriculture companies lose an average of 35% of the initial crop before it reaches consumers because of breakdowns and inefficiencies in the transportation system. Ah, time. The minute that crop is picked, the clock starts. And depending, any hiccups along the way, any interruptions in the temperature chain, because depending on some products have to be kept at a certain temperature, if it breaks that and it spoils, a lot of the produce, we well, not a lot, but a fair amount of the produce that we used to get in stock never made it to the floor because it was rotten when we got it and we couldn't sell it to you and we had to pitch it. I say all that because of the growth of urban farms, vertical farms, farming, that goes indoors and it's even more intense than a greenhouse where they've got uh, software and rotation and lights and all this kind of stuff. They call it indoor farming and indoor farming startups had seek to revolutionize the nation's food supply. Although it's been rough, those outfits, because the investors looked and said, wow, you grow all this stuff close by and you're using upwards of 90% less inputs than a farmer would put that in the ground, maybe, you know, two fields over. And you don't have that kind of expense. Here's the difference. Those companies that took VC money, that investor money, they struggling. A number of companies taking the longer road to grow, uh, literally to, to advance, they are thriving. I want to introduce you to a company... And I found, and it's ironic because I worked with this local company here in Des Moines. It's called Five One Five Farms, and I I know both the owner and their uh, chief uh, farm manager because they used to deliver the produce that they grew every week, every Thursday. They literally delivered it to the store. The beautiful part was they were less than a mile away from the store I was working in. Here's what I learned that I didn't know and working with them for a year and a half and I didn't know this about them. They originally launched their farm in something called a container, a container farm, a container farm. something It's built by an outfit called Freight Farms and it's a 40 by eight by nine and a half foot a container. And this container has everything in it they could ever want. Um, software that originated with nat- NASA research on growing food in harsh environments and out of space, um, lighting, software that tells you how to rotate it and everything. But the thing is, they use way less imports, and it's self-contained. You could put it anywhere. The route they chose to take, and now I understand it, uh, looking at this, uh, this, this piece from Progressive Farmer, is that 515 Farms chose to go into the herb business because it was more profitable as opposed to going into the just fresh, like lettuce and all of that. They went into microgreens. Again, more money, and they sell these online or you can buy them in the store. Let me tell you something. The difference between what 515 was selling, let me give you a perfect example. Basil. Basil. That basil that he sold in the store in Waukee, Iowa, Was grown less than two miles from the store. And because basil is very temperature picky, he picked a resistant aromatic uh, variety of basil. It was a darker color, it was more aromatic, it tasted better. It was an easy sell. And I was one of their biggest promoters. Now, the grocery store chain loves local. And we would buy a lot of local. We had, did business with other local firms from around the state, but nobody <laughs> as close as 515 Farms and did not realize just how they got there from here, which is pretty cool because the owner and the farm manager are the ones that delivered this every week. And I had no idea. Talked to them every week. Had no idea that this is what they were doing. But they their container, their box which I also found out how much it cost for them to start that, you could go into this business and get you a container, self-contained, go into the farming business, start with $149,000 and you need some place to put it. And probably a city or town that doesn't have a problem uh, zoning-wise with what this is. But here's the beautiful part. Why is this growing now? It's growing now because people are concerned about the quality of their food, People, at least in Iowa, have always been pro-farmer, pro-local, pro-business. So the fact that you can get, even in the depths of the pandemic, these fresh herbs, which I am telling you, 515's herbs compared to the other stuff we were selling, I talked people out of buying the other herbs. I said, no, don't buy that, buy this. This is better, it's local, it's fresher, it looks better, it smells better, it will taste better in your food. All true. And until I met... Uh, Laura and Terrell uh, from 515. I didn't know anything about microgreens, which is a whole thing Uh, from broccoli and pea shoots. And they look good. And I'm not particularly a vegetable kind of guy, but these look really good. And this is where we're going. It's a great time to be a consumer because their technology is giving these folks an opportunity to sell you about as fresh as you can get locally. You don't have to worry about getting lettuce from Dole in California like we did. 515 Farms, you should check them out because they're part of this vanguard of local, fresh, and uh, indoor. It's awesome. We've come to the end of our program. Be sure to join me here next time. This has been the Tech Mobility Show. The Tech Mobility Show is a copywritten production of Tech Mobility Productions, Incorporated. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Tech Mobility Productions, Incorporated. For those of you that listen to podcasts, we have just the one for you. Hi, I'm Ken Chester. Tech Mobility Topics is a podcast where I upload topic-specific videos each week. Shorter than the full show, these bite-sized programs are just the thing, particularly if you're interested in a particular topic covered on the weekly radio show. From Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many podcast platforms in between, we got you covered. Just enter Tech Mobility Topics in the search bar wherever you listen to podcasts. Social Media it's the place to be. We're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. Several times a week, I post to TikTok several of the topics that I cover on my weekly radio show. It's another way to keep up on mobility, technology, news, and information. I've built quite a library of short videos for your viewing pleasure, so be sure to watch, like, and subscribe. That's the Tech Mobility Show on TikTok. Check it out. To learn more about the Tech Mobility Show, start by visiting our website. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. The website is a treasure trove of information about me and the show, as well as where to find it on the radio across the country. Keep up with the happenings at the Tech Mobility Show by visiting techmobility.show. That's techmobility.show. You can also drop us a line at talk at techmobility.show. Do you listen to podcasts? Seems that most people do. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. If you've missed any of our weekly episodes on the radio, our podcast is a great way to listen. You can find the Tech Mobility Podcast just about anywhere you can enjoy podcasts. Be sure to follow us. From Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many platforms in between, we are there. Just enter the Tech Mobility Podcast in the search bar wherever you listen to podcasts.